So we have the creepy staring pirate. We have the ghost lady who whispers her uh, your name into your ear. And then there's just, this isn't so much a ghost, I don't think, but there's just two red eyes that will stare at you from, like, no body, just the eyes. The Buyback. Yeah, baby! Oh, man. The Buyback podcast takes place in a bar. If you aren't old enough to be in the bar, you're probably not old enough to be listening to the content in this podcast. For the rest of you degenerates, pour yourself a drink, sit back, and let's get this party started. All right. Welcome, Welcome to the to buyback. buyback. What? What? <laughs> Welcome, Welcome to the, to the buyback. buyback. Halloween Hell episode. episodes. Number two. two. Number. Where I, Alex, am going to tell you, John, That's and our me. listeners about five of the most haunted bars in the United States. That's incredible. Now, yes. uh, how did you do this research? I'm just curious before we get into it. Um, it was basically just, I used Google to find, uh, lists of haunted bars and then found the ones that were most, uh, most frequently on the list. But you'll, I'll have you know that in my notes at the bottom, I list my sources. I was going to so ask, are you going to cite your sources? Yes. Well, I'm not going to cite them in the podcast, but I will add them to the notes section of our episode. And then that way people can look at the articles if they want. I think that's really responsible of you. I think that's amazing. Well done. Good good yep. doing your due diligence. Due diligence? Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal diligence? Way to do your Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> All right. Are you ready to be haunted in a bar, John? I am born ready. All right. The first place i'm taking you why did is you look, in why did, new why did, orleans why did you look huh? off you, you just looked off to the left why did you look off to the left there's a ghost over there oh. new orleans louisiana this bar is called lafitte's black smith shop it is on bourbon street and uh there let me i want to for each bar i just want to paint a picture of what it looks like so that we can get in the mood for each bar okay I'm imagining this one has a lot of feet near it because no, it's La no, Feet. No, La Feet. No. I think French. that's just the guy's name. There's no feet. Well, there might be. His feet. name we'll is the Foot. Yeah, La Feet. La Foot. It's French. It's With... in Bourbon Street. It's um New Orleans. Oh, okay. This bar used to be a blacksmith blacksmith shop, like the name suggests. But the building is like really cool looking. So it's it's got kind of like a stone out exterior but there's bricks underneath and those are kind of showing through so it's like chiseled away uh it's like what you imagine a blacksmith shop would look like kind of old uh barn door kind of feel but inside hasn't changed much either so you have your bar which is brick with a wooden top but then everything's dark and the reason everything's dark john are you wondering why everything's dark well yeah i just assumed it was a, a dingy bar but if there's more to it's it please because this bar is only lit by candlelight at all times well okay. you know like sounds when, like a fire hazard not, yeah well i mean this is just how it's done <laughs> so in 1761 somewhere between 1761 and 1762 the blacksmith shop opened and it wasn't a bar that it was just the blacksmith shop however it was also an illegal uh it was a front to hide illegal pirate booty from <laughs> nice they kept all their chicks there another other than jean lafitte who was actually a pirate and that's where the name of the bar comes from the building uh is now a piano bar though oh. and and it is lit by Kimlet. so so they have power a, obviously like there's refrigerator refrigerators and yeah there's just no lights okay i, I mean i'm sure there's like you know emergency because, exit signs yeah exactly yeah right all right, so here's the uh, ghost stories that come out of Lafitte. Numerous people have said that they've spotted Jean Lafitte himself lingering around the fireplace. So there is a fireplace, and it is said that his body, or you know, his apparition, appears around the fireplace. 
He's uh, normally dressed in sailor's gear, pirate gear, probably. And although the ghost itself has never interacted with anyone, as far as I can find, he, and he's never, like, he doesn't make noise or speak. Uh, he just stands in the corner. So he stands in the dark corner of this dimly lit bar by candlelight and stares at people makes, until he's noticed. Makes me wonder. Yeah. Is that, is he guarding some hidden piece Ooh. of his booty? Oh, that's good. Maybe there's something behind, because he's normally found by the fireplace. So maybe if you chiseled away the back of the fireplace, there's hidden pirate's mm-hmm. booty I there. Think we are not condoning anybody going to this bar and vandalizing and or destroying it, though. Or since he's in a corner, he's simply protecting his own booty. Oh, uh, he's watching <laughs> his ass. Yes, I see what you did there, yes. But that's, this is the thing about this. You're just enjoying your cocktail at the blacksmith shop. And you glance into the corner, and it's dark, and in the shadows, there's just this ghost dressed as a pirate staring at you. Mm, 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 mm. And and if 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 you had to assume where else a nasty, mean pirate would hang out so that he could cause mayhem, where else would you expect him to be? Well... I'm going to say either. I'm going to take two guesses here. I'm going to say either the bathroom or the basement. Yeah. Okay. So it is the bathroom and it's not just any bathroom. Still looking for that booty. The woman's bathroom. (laughs) So yeah, he's been seen in there as well. Uh, Guests have also said. What what does he do there? What does he do in that bathroom? Just same thing. He doesn't interact with anybody. Yeah, just stares. That's the, he's a creep. He's a creep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And so um, in the bathroom, there's a lot, uh, not in the bathroom, but sometimes people said that he's pacing back and forth. So he is moving, but uh, no interaction. Okay. Um, there's also another ghost that has been found there. And this is a woman. And I'm not sure. I never, I couldn't figure out where she might've come from, but maybe she was a victim of some kind of dastardly pirate deed. Uh, and so this ghost is um, not seen often. It's a woman, um, but she is very talkative apparently. And there are two, there's rooms upstairs. Um, it's not like a, it's not a bar or anything. There's just rooms upstairs, but people who have been up there say that she normally appears up there, uh, especially if you're up there by yourself and she will come up to your, <laughs> so, nope. so the upstairs again is not lit very well. I don't and like ghost, how you're laughing uncomfortably. <laughs> this ghost likes to, when it's dark upstairs and like you're moving, I did storage mostly. So this is employees, uh, come up behind you and whisper into your ear. Great. And cool. And so, um, yeah, so that, that's a little creepy. That would not make me comfortable. What is she? And your name, she whispers your name into your ear that I don't know why that, that, that gave me chills. (laughs) Like, don't be saying my name. Yeah. Don't don't know me. So then, so then it's the employees think that like, since they're working and their names are said a lot that she picks them up and then she whispers their name into their ears and uh, they get a sense of like this ghost knows them right like that's really uncomfortable there's one last (laughs) there's one last mm, haunting at this bar and i think this is the scariest one so we have the creepy staring pirate we have the ghost lady who whispers her uh your name into your ear and then there's just this isn't so much a ghost i don't think but there's just two red eyes that will stare at you from like nobody just the eyes that's that's good that's and there's never so anybody who's seen the red eyes say that there is never a body associated with it Mm -hmm. and there's no there's no voice as well Mm -hmm. there's just these red eyes that pierce into your soul and they're always seen in the dark corners so kind of where mm, the pirate stands but they wait for you to make contact, hold your gaze, and then fade away into nothing. And I think this is just some kind of demonic presence in the tavern. That's sweet. That's cool. <laughs> that so that's the 
What was that? I'm glad that happens. This is yeah, yeah. So that that's Lafitte's in uh, New Orleans on Bourbon Street. Wonderful. That's all I have for that place. But like you, I mean, going there in the evening, low candlelight. It's um, you know, it's a haunted, creepy feeling. But it's supposed to be a cool bar too, and it's a piano bar. One of my favorites. Yeah, and great. it's New Orleans, so you know that the musician's good, right? You okay? You still with me? I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh <laughs> how many more do we have of this? <laughs> There's four more. Cool. They're gonna I'm, get, I'm doing they're gonna great. get worse. They're gonna get worse. They're gonna get scarier. Did you okay? plan these out least to worse? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, cool. <laughs> so next we have the White Horse Tavern, and there's lots of White Horse Taverns. This one's in Newport, Rhode Island. Okay. Okay. Um, claims to be the oldest bar in Newport, but you know it's hard to tell. Okay, uh, in uh, Rhode Island, but it's hard to tell. This is Newport. It's on Mer- Marlborough Street, and let me paint you a picture of what the White Horse Tavern in Newport looks like. This looks more like a barn. And it's it's got the red color. It's got the you know barn kind of shape with the you know box roof kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, inside though, there's a nice restaurant. It's all wood. The bar is very old looking wood. Uh, and upstairs there are I don't know I should have I don't think that the rooms there there were rooms upstairs like because you know it used to be taverns almost always had rooms above them where guests would stay. And um, it's like uh, when, you know, John, when we were in Ireland together, and if you were listening to this episode and you haven't heard our Ireland episodes, you should go back, mm, what, four episodes and listen to those because they're fantastic. But like in Ireland, a lot of the bars have um, hotels or rooms above uh, just to make money for the bar. And it becomes a whole thing. And it's really cool. Well, do, you know, was- do you know real quick why that is? They weren't the, the reason that pubs are called pubs is because they were the public houses. Mm-hmm. So you could get public housing, you get rooms there, you get a right. meal there, and you could uh, usually tie your horse up and hopefully yeah. not get haunted. But apparently that's what happens right. at these places. Well, Sweet. so like that picture you're painting is what this place looks like. It, it, if you imagine a public house or a pub back in the 1600s, this is what it looks like, okay? Okay. So thank you for that. Um, so for you. yeah. So again, what was that? I said I'm here for you. Oh, thank you. Uh, I don't think that the rooms are operational right now, but there were bedrooms above the bar. The history of the White Horse Tavern, it was opened around 1673. Uh, This makes it, if this date is accurate, makes it actually one of the oldest bars, not only in Rhode Island, but in the entire country. Okay. It also is interesting that at certain points um, in time, it became a boarding house for the British military that were, you know, um occupying the colonies i guess uh up until the revolutionary war it was there were some probably not so nice people in there uh people did die there all public houses back in the day had probably deaths just because you know people could drink themselves to death or you know not good hygiene anyways i know a lot of places might have had people die in them I mean, well your house that you're in or your apartment building that you're in right now probably had somebody die in it, John. No, we've actually done the research. If you listen to the episode <laughs> that we actually recorded together. Well, who knows? Tell me about but, the public house. <laughs> the first ghost at the White Horse Tavern is an elderly gentleman. He, and this, this is why I said this. So um, a lot of people believe it was some uh, a resident of the inn who died in his sleep. He is normally je- dressed in a, a colonial t- attire. And this has been a ghost scene, not just by the staff, but the guests as well in the main dining room by one of the fireplaces. So interesting that we have another ghost that likes to hang out by the fireplace that is it is weird that you always hear these ghost stories about ghosts by the fireplace it is weird mm-hmm. that this, this guy is dressed in attire though like, mm-hmm. uh, uh, like a michelin yes. man i not like a michelin but what i will say is that also like um the pirate at lafitte's uh this gentleman likes to harass females um especially at dinner uh, the, he will poke and talk to them 
And he's also seen in the men's bathroom. So I don't know if it matters that or if it's just women, but he uh, he likes to hang out at the men's bathroom and talk to women in the dining room. Then there is an unknown spirit. And I think these are scarier than like if you see somebody dressed in colonial attire because you're not quite sure what or who it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and this this spirit only hangs out on the second floor where the rooms were. Uh, and it likes to tap people on the shoulder as they are walking down the hallway. And, and he has been heard telling the staff to lock up at night, even when it's not time to close yet. So he's ready to go to bed and he tells everybody else to get out basically. He also patrols the building and uh, especially when the staff are counting money, they feel uncomfortable that he's keeping watch over them. So perhaps this was a prior owner of the White Horse Tavern who is making sure all of the, you know, um, closing tasks are getting done. Because you know, John, when you're working at a bar, the closing tasks, you want to get them done and get out of there, right? He probably was killed by his staff. Yep, (laughs) for watching over them all the time. (laughs) The last one, innkeeper and hotel uh, manager were found a dead person in one of the rooms. They thought the person died from smallpox. There were two people who were in charge of cleaning the rooms. It was Mary Nicholas was one of them and an Indian girl who helped her, a Native uh, Native American girl. Okay. They were both sent to an island co- called Coasters Harbor Island that was specifically uh, quarantine for people who might have picked up a communicable disease. They were sent there and observed. And if they survived a couple weeks, then they were allowed to come back to the mainland. Both Mary and the Indian girl survived. However, the owner and um, his wife both died of smallpox while the other, while Mary and the Indian girl were on the island. How fucked up is it that history just doesn't document the indigenous person's name? Yeah. It's like, here's Mary. Yeah. Here's the owner. And, but yeah. Like, yeah. And the Indian. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it is. I agree. But that's a, a topic for another podcast. When they got back, um, a, Mary and the the girl continued to work there. It, the tavern passed on to uh, the owner's family. And that's when the creepy stuff started to happen. Now, what and it's not clear who the what the ghost is, but it it's supposed to come from this story, whether if it is Mary herself or somebody else in the tavern. Uh, people see a woman's face uh, in the photographs in the rooms. So not no, I'm not saying like she's just a person in the photographs. It's like when you you know when you look at the glass uh, of a photograph, like it's your own reflection. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like her face behind you, looking cool. over your shoulder. That's yep. That's that's awesome. I'm now looking at a screen yeah. for another half an hour. <laughs> yeah. So. So it's sometimes they say it's a little girl looking over their shoulder. Sometimes they say it's a woman looking over her shoulder, but the story comes from uh, it might be Mary or the uh, Native American girl getting revenge for being sent to an island when there was, they weren't the ones who, you know, needed to be sent to the island. So that's that. All right. That's Whitehorse. The next bar we're going to visit is actually owned by one of our good friends. Shout out to Danny. No, his father, right? Yep. Danny's father. So Chaplin's Bar in Georgia. It's located in Roswell, Georgia. Not to be confused with Roswell, New Mexico, where the aliens are. This is a ghost. What? These are ghosts. Yeah, these are ghosts. Right, exactly. And actually, I found the source that I found said it's the most haunted karaoke bar in the United States. So I guess it is a karaoke bar as well. Um, and let's paint you a picture. So Chaplin's is named after Charlie Chaplin. Oh, and, really? That's awesome. Yeah. And it, I don't think that it has anything to do with Charlie Chaplin. It's just his, his picture is hung everywhere. Um, but it looks, you know, it, it, it looks like, um, just a classic kind of diner slash bar feel. There is karaoke. It's not particularly super old, 
but the stories that come out of it, there's a twist at the end. So that's exciting. Um, what I will say though, is, um, it's big. It's the, it can, it can handle a decent amount of people in there. Okay. So there's a lot of places that people can see apparitions. The history itself, like I said, is not, it's the, the building itself doesn't have a lot of history. Um, maybe Danny can talk a little bit more about that if we get in contact with him, but it was opened as a bar and it also has ghost stories tied to it. In particular, there's two main ones. And then I want to talk about what might be causing these things. So there's one, um, ghost that's mischievous and especially when the, staff is closing up again cabinet doors will open they'll slam they'll hear uh rattling from the bar so a lot of noise and it just seems like chaos and when the staff goes to look nothing's moved but they can clearly hear things banging opening and closing and just a bunch of stuff happening sometimes the managers have been like afraid of a break that somebody broke in it's so loud that it sounds like somebody's actually like you know breaking into the bar and rummaging around but again when they go to the bar nothing's moved everything's just the way they left it right so that's kind of creepy and not sure why that's happening but the other story is that um a lot of people have heard and or seen a horse and buggy from you know like old and older times <laughs> this is both staff and patrons they'll hear the like clopping of the uh horse and right now there's there's no horses there and uh the whip sound and the wooden wheels and when you look outside there's nothing there right it's just in it's happening inside of the bar so again weird so why might this stuff be happening well it is believed that Chaplin's bar was actually built on a Cherokee burial ground. Sweet. Awesome. Yeah. The white man strikes so again. We're going, we're going full poltergeist in this one. So the horse and buggy are what they think is uh, bodies. At least the horse and buggy that carried bodies away from the burial ground. Like um, when they got dug up, they think maybe it's from the 17 to 1800s is when the burial ground was found and then disturbed, right? Like, so they found the bones, they threw them into this horse and buggy and it was taken away and, you know, the bones were lost forever. And so possibly the chaos that's being caused in the bar itself could be, you know, upset spirits because this was their burial ground and their graves were desecrated and the bones were carried away, thrown in the back of a horse and buggy. And here we are. Yep. Okay. All right. Now we're going to get a little closer to home. Wait, John. let me, let me try and call, oh, try Doc. let me try uh, Danny. and call Danny. Okay. Sounds good. See if we can get him on the horn. <laughs> and if not, you can edit this out. Hello, Daniel. How are, you? How are you? I'm good. I have a question for you. You're here on the Buyback Podcast, and we are actually talking about haunted bars. Uh, and Alex has now told me about three, and the third bar is your father's bar. Do you have any specific stories you'd like to share with us about your father's bar? Any details about it? Well, there was one time where I was there and we closed up, and it was a really busy night, and he was, my dad, it was late, it was like 3.30, he was like, you know, sent me home, he's like, everyone go home, he's like, I'll finish the paperwork and just leave by myself. And so he tells me that that night, he goes, um, who's the office doing paperwork, locked up, everyone had left, and he heard the ovens in the kitchen just opening and closing, and he went into the kitchen and one of the ovens was open, and he was like, this is impossible. Like, we just closed everything out and let everyone out. And then he shut it and literally locked up. And he's like, all right, I'm just going to do the paperwork tomorrow. And locked up the restaurant and left because he's, like, so freaked out by it. But that was one that sticks out in my head that he, that he, uh, that he told me about. That's awesome. Thank you, Danny, yeah. for that story. Um, all right. Wait, wait, wait. What are you doing tonight? <laughs> 
Hey, Alex, do you know what time it is? What time is it, John? Well, unfortunately, it's time for a good old-fashioned bathroom break. So we'll be right back after these messages from maybe Alex and maybe our sponsor. So here's the deal. I still love Austin Eastsiders, but we haven't been in contact with them for a while. However, I have been talking to my new friend Jim over at Screwball Whiskey. I don't know if you guys have tried Screwball Whiskey, but it is the perfect peanut butter whiskey. Now, Jim doesn't know that I'm making this ad for him right now, but we have been in talks on doing some stuff together, and he does listen to the podcast. This one goes out to you, Jim. Uh, make sure to try some Screwball Whiskey, because it is delightful. Mix it with jelly, put it on your turkey. And we are back. So that was Danny, ladies and gentlemen. Danny, you, Danny. Um, is a friend of ours through the bars. He's worked at the Grizzly Pear, actually with Siobhan. Um, and he's currently working, I believe, at Helen's downstairs, which is a really cool bar. bar. I don't really know how to describe it without sounding offensive because <laughs> it's a really fucking weird bar. Um, but it's a great bar. It's Helen's NYC. Uh, they're actually very active on their Instagram and like a lot of the stuff we post. So shout out to Helen's, too. Oh, shout out to Helen's. All right. So thank you, Danny. We're moving, well, so this is a good segue, right? Because now we're moving to New York City for our next bar. Great. This next bar is called the Ear Inn. It is uh, right where the Hudson Tunnel into Jersey meets Manhattan. So that's on Spring Street, uh, right near Pier 34. So if you're looking, it's in that area. Manhattan Island was not the size it is today, right? Yes. And the Ear Inn is a perfect example of that. So the Ear Inn right now, it, there is a lot of, uh, there's several blocks to its west, even though back in the time when it was built, it was actually sat right on the Hudson. And it was a, um, there was a port there where sailors would get off their boats and go to the Ear Inn, either for drinks or for a, um, a bed, because there was like in many bars, uh, rooms up above the tavern the ear in doesn't look exactly like it did back in the day however it does have a unique look where uh the bar's old the uh you can see upstairs where the the rooms were and uh it's kind of squished between buildings so it does look slightly out of place because it kind of kept its old school charm i just pulled this up this is this is really neat looking yeah it looks old school like very old school it's yeah. on Spring Street? Spring Street. Why the ear? Do you know the name origin? Um, let's see. No, I don't think so. Okay. We can look that up. Sorry. Okay. So, but the history is in the mid-1800s. Uh, it was called the James Brown House. So it wasn't always called the ear. The James Brown House. And it was a drinking establishment mostly for sailors coming off of their boats in the huts, uh, from the Hudson. What was great about James Brown House is that sailors got fed for free. So they could come in, get a meal, have their drink, and pay for their room. But they, they ate for free. So a lot of people came into the what was then James Brown House and now you're in. Um, and in, <laughs> during Prohibition... Later on, uh, it was a speakeasy. So, you know, they didn't give up their their um, bar scene. They always had it. And upstairs, there was apartments and a smuggler's den, which also had a brothel. And there was a doctor's office up there at one point, too. So it kind of did everything. So a lot of different stuff was happening in Congratulations. there. Congratulations. Which... You don't have crabs. Now, if you want to step to the other room and get crabs, you yes. are more than Here's the brothel. But with all this stuff happening, doctors, brothel, smugglers, den, there's um, a decent amount of haunts that still hang around that you're in. So there's going to be a few of these. So we're going to go through them. The first one is an older ghost or a ghost that came from the sailing times, not the prohibition times. And his been named Mickey the Sailor. And a lot of people say they have experiences with Mickey the Sailor. This was a real person. So Mickey was a real person that frequented the James Brown house later that year in. And he was known by the bartenders and the staff came in got wasted and kind of just slept at the bar okay he sometimes the staff would bring him up to an empty room he'd sleep up there huge alcoholic and 
he drank so much that he actually poisoned himself to death through alcohol poisoning and died in the bar. The night he died, he drank a lot. He always drank a lot, so they, people didn't think so much of it. But he passed away, and now people say that they see the sailor, the man dressed, Mickey, dressed in his sailor uniform, sitting at the bar or uh, hanging out in the tavern, but in the corner. Uh, he doesn't do, he doesn't like poke or prod or anything, but he, he hangs around a lot because that's where he lived most of, his, most of his life and, you know, died. There is, uh, it's interesting though, because most accounts say that Mickey died because of alcohol poisoning. However, there was another theory that he was actually hit by a uh, horse and buggy. So going back to the horse and buggy, which is, it's weird because the stories of him drinking to death came from like the 1800s and this one's from the 1900s. So this might just be another person and the stories got confused, which happens sometimes. But basically, somebody drank a lot. They stumbled out of the inn and they walked into the street, got hit by a car, um, by a uh, horse and buggy and died. Uh, and so what this is important because people will see <laughs> people will see sailor's uniform again but this ghost looks messed up like like you mangled like mangled like you hit so, by horse and buggy mangled yeah so like you know sometimes you think of ghost apparitions in a bar and it's just some guy drinking and it's not a big deal but this is like one of those like jump scares where you see him and he's all kinds of fucked up right. so there's that uh this apparition the mangled body does poke and prod though so which is make which is which is why i don't think this is mickey i think these are two different people and the story's just gonna get mixed together poor mickey and, he's just haunting the bar trying to drink more because he was an alcoholic and just doesn't uh -huh. have anywhere to go and he's getting half of the bad rap of whoever this dude was right he's like hey, i look and like this, a freak this dude goes up into the bedrooms where people like sleep and pokes them up in their bedrooms Sweet. so yeah not great <laughs> although i will say so that one that doesn't sound like mickey this next one sounds like mickey though <laughs> so patrons have found that they order a drink they put it down they talk to their friend and when they go to drink take their drink it's been dr uh, half of it's been drank already and so i i think this is mickey i love that it's not gone it's just like oops yeah <laughs> so the, you know like but this happens like a lot and the to the point where the bartenders like somebody will come up to the bartenders and be like somebody drank my drink and they'll be like oh that was just mickey here's another one like oh that's fucking cool <laughs> i want to go to this bar i'm going tonight yeah. you know what fuck it i have time tonight i'm going in to see <laughs> okay. um so that I think I and I think that's Mickey. Uh, so also this is so again chalked up to I don't know if the stories got crossed or whatever, but people say this is Mickey as well. People will start to argue, and when they do, they feel that there's somebody between them, like pushing them away, like trying to break up a fight, you know. And so. They think that maybe Mickey doesn't like people fighting in the bar. And so they, they'll say that they feel like, you know, a hand on the chest push you know, like when somebody's trying to push you back. And so that tends to happen when people get too rowdy or uh, start to argue. So who knows? There's also a, I don't know, this was in 2014. And I don't know if they still allow people to sleep upstairs, but they were at the time. And uh, it came from somebody working for a travel and leisure magazine saying that her and her boyfriend had a room in the ear in on the second floor and they were asleep. And when she woke up, she saw a man just standing at the end of the bed. Well, that's <laughs> so, the one, those, those are the ones that get me. Those are the ones yeah. that I'm like, nope, nope. The last thing I ever need is to uh -huh. wake up and someone is looking at me. That's yeah. that's well, it. I'm done. But John, it gets worse. I don't want it. I don't want it to get away. You can say I'm gonna go. So when she turned to like wake her boyfriend, he was already awake and he just had a glassy eyed daze, just staring at the ghost. Couldn't she couldn't like wake him up. She couldn't like get him to move. He just had this like blank look on his face. Like he was still dreaming with his eyes open. It's almost like they like shared a, a we talked about it in Ryan's episode. It's almost like they shared a sleep paralysis, except yeah. she wasn't 
sleep right. paralyzed. He was. That's terrifying. Right. So when she, after she shook him and she turned back to where the ghost was standing, nobody was there. Her boyfriend came out of it and she was like, what was happening? What was wrong? And the boyfriend said, I'm just saying hello to the strange man standing in the corner. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so again, some people think it's Nikki. Uh, I don't think so. That sounds more of like, um, you know, prohibition mobster kind of creepiness vibe to it. That's just what I think. But it was just a man standing at the edge of the bed and the boyfriend being in some kind of sleep paralysis, like you said. And so that's pretty much it for the year in. I like I like the stories of Mickey because he just seems like he's trying to have fun. Yeah. Uh, the mangled ghost is probably somebody else. And the ghost that haunts the rooms it, i i highly doubt is mickey but i don't it didn't sound like from the description it was just like you know like a nondescript man it didn't sound like it was mangled so i don't think maybe there's three ghosts at uh the ear in well i actually no, can i tell you some no. cool stuff that i found out while you were speaking earlier what was that so i looked up the um the the name and why it's called the ear in okay um so it was called it was called the what was it called the james brown yeah yeah um and uh, it had a green door, so people nicknamed it the Green Door, which is pretty cool. Okay. Uh, it was just a nickname. Uh, it was known from coast to coast, as they claim. It's like a quote. I'm on their website, by the way, just okay, cool. to cite my sources. The bar was finally given a new name when owners, this is directly from their website, when our current okay. owners Martin Sheridan and Richard Rip Heyman, his middle name is Rip, R-I-P, yes, took over <laughs> in the late 70s. They yeah. called it the Ear Inn to avoid the Landmarks Commission's lengthy review of a new sign. So what they did is they taped over the end of the B in bar on their neon sign. So it just looks like an E. Ear. So it says the ear in. Nice. Okay, cool. Uh, they also do cite the ghosts, but they don't make any mention of them on their website. They just say, there are a few friendly ghosts who have been known to make appearances, like yeah. Mick Mickey, who's waiting for his ship to come into the harbor for the past yeah. hundred years. Yeah, yeah. I do want to meet Mickey. He's like think, a nice guy. I think I'm gonna to go tonight. We'll see. I mean, the other the other <laughs> guy, not Mickey. Fucking <laughs> the mangled I don't guy. Really want to meet him. Yeah, that's fair. All right, this is our last bar. Are you ready, John? I, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna be miserable all night, but yeah. <laughs> this one, I actually had to. I didn't know how to pronounce it, so I actually did a bunch of YouTube videos to figure it out, like how people pronounce it and it's called the manger bar and manger is the last name of the uh the person who started it was it's an inn it's a hotel but the bar it on the first level is called the manger bar and it's called the manger hotel as well so that's where that came from uh it's spelled m-e-n-g-e-r pronounced manger it's the person's last name and this is in san antonio texas and this is the Two worst. Four. This is the worst one. This is the scariest one. This is the one that's gonna really. This one's it's it is scary, but it's also super interesting because there's a lot of different ghost stories and there's some historical ghosts there too. Oh, okay. Um, this is right near where the Alamo happened. It's actually 240 Alamo Plaza, so shit went down at this inn. All right, you ready? No. <laughs> It is said that the Manger Hotel was San Antonio's first hotel, so it's the oldest business in the um, in the city. It was started by German businessman William Manger, which is where the name comes from. It started around 1859. It was also the first brewery in Texas, so Manger's Brewery was the first brewery in Texas. So a lot of first, a lot of people came through here. Uh, famous, these aren't ghosts, but famous patrons were Babe Ruth. Bob Dylan, and uh, there's one that I'm not going to say because that one is a ghost. So we're going to keep going. <laughs> oh. Am I, is this going to be like uh, a guessing game? Am I going to be able to guess who the ghost is? Will you give me hints um, to guess? If you, if you think about the Alamo, maybe? Wild Bill Hiccup. Okay, it's not that, but okay. So there's a lot of accidents that happened at this hotel and those were not necessarily caused by ghosts but may have ended up in um in ghosts living there or staying there all right so the first one 
we have is Jim Draper. And he was killed in the Manger Hotel. So what we need to know here is that Childers shot Draper. The patrons who have seen Draper wandering around the halls of the hotel say that he has a gunshot wound that still oozes blood and that he is holding a gun in his hand and he will pull the trigger in the patron's face. No. So this, yeah. So this, this ghost is holding a gun up to patrons and pulls the trigger and disappears. So there you go. That's awful. Yep. That's like trauma inducing. Yep. 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 Um, okay. So I'm going to skip over the famous ghost and I'm going to just tell, this is a lighthearted story. Yeah. There was a gentleman who worked for Playboy and he stayed at the Manger Hotel, but he wasn't a good person, and he had several affairs at the hotel. The ghost of this gentleman is normally dressed, seen dressed in a nice white uh, suit. And when people approach him and ask, like, like he doesn't seem like a ghost. He seems like, you know, solid. And people will ask like, uh, can I help you? Or like, cause he's just kind of wandering around and he says, Oh no, I'm just waiting for my wife. And then he smiles. And as the person walks away and looks back, he's gone. So it's unclear what exactly happened. He was killed in the hotel. Uh, Probably by his wife for being a dick. Yeah. So that's the theory is that his wife caught him cheating and killed him in the hotel. There's, but um, there's no actual record of that. This it's just interesting because he says he's waiting for his wife, and thing that most people find creepy is his smile. He smiles in this creepy way that you turn away for a second and he's gone. So I don't know if he's like hitting on people or, you know. I don't know. I'm writing a I'm writing a script in my head where he actually killed his wife in the hotel, and is yeah. waiting for her ghost to show up so he can yeah. just be a dick again. Yeah. So the other the other thing, there was one uh, a female patron at the bar who said she was served by a bartender dressed in a white suit. And when she went back the next day, the the bartender working looked at her weird because she asked, she's like, Where, where's the who is the gentleman yesterday that was uh, serving me? And the guy, the bartender looked at her and he said, we were closed yesterday. So this woman had been served by, we think it's uh, the the guy, the gentleman in the white suit. And uh, they sipped cognac and talked for quite a while. And that bartender never really existed. So That's fucking dope. That's cool. That's cool. (laughs) I'm feeling the goosebumps on my legs right now. There's also a, and anytime you kind of hear this phrase, it creeps you out, but there is a lady dressed in white that haunts the Manger Hotel. Again, unknown who she is. Um, but many people who stay there say they have seen her wearing a white gown, um, pacing the hallways, kind of no, not going anywhere in particular. Some think that this was a wealthy lady who was, because the white gowns were expensive at the time. She seems to be from olden times. And so maybe it was just some patron who died in the hotel and she just is wandering around now. But the lady in white is like a phenomenon in a lot of places. And it's not known if they're all connected or if this is just ghosts like to hang out in their white gowns. Lady ghosts like to hang out in their white gowns. But uh, at the Manger Hotel, this lady in white wanders the halls in the hotel uh, aimlessly. So I think to be to be the skeptic, which uh-huh. I haven't been all podcast okay. episode, but to be the skeptic, I think in hotels and in restaurants, white is a frequently seen color. When mm-hmm. you think about tablecloths and bed sheets and curtains and all of that, so maybe it's just that is the thing they see billowing or silhouetted or maybe they do see something but the movement is near white mm-hmm. tablecloths okay. or something yeah yeah that's fair so this next one is going to be the famous ghost this famous ghost was a president he was a rough rider oh it's teddy 
and it's Teddy. I love so. Ted. Teddy is slightly problematic <laughs> in certain aspects, yeah. but Teddy Roosevelt is a yeah. pretty dope. Uh, I'm not forgiving the 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 awful things that he has done, but some mm-hmm. of the things they've done have been pretty cool. The Rough Rider concept. He was yeah. one of the first presidents to ever go down the goddamn Amazon River. He did an exploration and, and mapped like a decent chunk of the Amazon River post-presidency, post his second term. Great book. It's I can't remember what it's called, but oh, Teddy, Teddy's got some stories. Yeah. Sorry, I get and excited about Teddy. Teddy Roosevelt uh, was the president who started our national park system. So that's there's that too. So yeah. Problematic, but also did some good things and an interesting character nonetheless. Uh, but Theodore Roosevelt is said to frequent the Manger Hotel pretty pretty often, actually. He uh, he stayed there with his Rough Riders. His Rough Riders stayed there. I don't know if they were all like hanging out there, but he had stayed at the Manger Hotel a few times. And there's pictures of him, uh, like paintings on the walls of him and stuff like that. But the most famous story of Teddy Roosevelt at the Manger Hotel was one night while the bar tender was closing there was a young man sitting at the sitting at the bar still uh the bartender was closing up shop the this is just a patron all of a sudden the young man turns around and teddy roosevelt in full uniform is standing (laughs) next to him this guy freaks out the bartender is watching this so it, he had, the bartender had seen Teddy before. Like it wasn't an odd occurrence, right? For well, I mean, it's obviously not an occurrence, but it wasn't um, the first time. And this young guy freaks out and he jumps all away from the bar, runs towards the door, slams into the door because it's locked. And he's trying to get out and he's screaming and he's screaming and he's screaming. And Teddy's just kind of, you know, standing there looking at him. The security guard at the time comes running in to see what's up and sees teddy sees the guy freaking out and teddy disappears and everybody has to calm down the patron because it's just teddy roosevelt's ghost and everything but it's it, the the fact that they they then sat the they sat the patron down and explained to him it's teddy roosevelt's ghost he comes by every now and then it's not a big deal and like he actually had to like they had to talk him down but they were cool with it like the i mean clearly this man had never seen night at the museum because yeah, if he had right. seen exactly. night at the museum yeah. he would have yeah. been fine but also uh there are uh stories of seeing teddy roosevelt in his and his rough riders kind of hanging out at the hotel sitting at the bar stuff like that That's so awesome. those aren't and and they people have said that they heard um teddy yell get your horses right before all of the ghosts disappear so I don't know if they're like riding away to, you know, do something, but I think that hanging out with Teddy Roosevelt at a bar, uh, Teddy Roosevelt's ghost at a bar would be kind of cool. Now, does he, he, does he speak with people the way he was just standing there? It Um, sounds like. I don't think he speaks to people. He does talk though. He's not having full on conversation. He wasn't like the, the bartender, the man in white, the white suit. Yeah. It, it wasn't like that. I don't think he talks to people. I would, I, I would, I would honestly take a trip to San Antonio simply for this. I would do just to see Teddy Roosevelt at the Manger Bar. Yep. I agree. I a hundred percent agree. That's very cool. Um, and so that's it. There is uh, also some kind of destructive ghost in this hotel. Bartenders say that they've seen glasses fly across the room as if, and at at the time, ashtrays were in the bar, Mm -hmm. seen those thrown across the room for no reason when nobody was there um, or nobody was around it. There's also strange noises. I often often wonder with the glass, especially like the video we posted from the Galway boys, like I often wonder with the glasses falling, if that's less of a, like a, I'm destructive and evil and more of like, I'm here, notice me. Yeah. Yeah, but this this seems like they're taking glass. The the ghost was taking glasses and ashtrays and just like, like throwing like them. Like a fit. Okay. But uh, yeah, I, I see. That could also be like a cry for help too, right? Um. But yeah, that's it for that's all I have for the haunted bars. All you have that was uh, incredible. Thank you. People, thank you for listening. I think that I'm interested to hear if you do end up going to the ear in what your experience is. If so, I do, I will take posts, uh, take pictures, yeah, definitely. I'm take gonna, photos, be and um, that'd be great. And I think we need to shoot, plan a trip to San Antonio. I'm down for that. You know, that actually kind of leads us into something. First off, I just want to say we have gotten a lot of good feedback uh, from our first haunting episode. 
people are very concerned for me and uh, my situation with Babs, and I appreciate that. Uh, she has been fucking with my door a little bit today. Uh, I don't. It doesn't close all the way, and it's been opening and closing, but that's fine. I mean, we're good. She's she's fine. Um, yeah, Babs and John have to understand. But another thing that actually brings it to a good point uh, and a good closing point is you talk about wanting to go to San Antonio. Um, for, for, I mean, kind of a surprise to everyone, but I think it just works timing-wise. This is going to be the end of our episodes for a while. We're going to call this the end of Season 3. Uh, and we will be back in the new year for Season 4. We're going to backlog some issues, issues, episodes. Uh, we're going to reach out to some people who've, who we've been talking about interviewing for a while and backlogging those episodes. So mm-hmm. we can come back in the u- new year pretty pretty strong. Because, Alex, you're, you're moving, right? Yeah, so I'll be heading to the West Coast. Um probably Washington, Colorado, and California, and be doing a few months in each of those places, and then I'll be heading back east to, uh, you know, settle down and try and be an adult. Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> but it leads us to a cool point. We we love our listeners, and we know that it is annoying to hear in every podcast you've ever listened to, like, subscribe, leave a review, uh, but it actually really does help with visibility. So if you guys are willing to, after you hear this episode, to just go on to the podcast catcher you're choosing and leave a review, what it does is it helps sponsors, it helps podcast companies uh, know that we are interesting. And from what I've seen in the last couple of weeks and the feedback we're getting, we are interesting and people are enjoying this, which is great. Um, and you know what? If, if you really love us, uh, you can sign up for the Anchor subscription, right, Alex? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that could help us. Look, we're not drinking on your money. I want to make that very clear. What it helps with is like buying new shirts or stickers. Merch, yeah. <laughs> um, it, 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 I could see how easily that could be misconstrued as like, oh, someone sent us money. We're going to go out and drinking. No, we put that on our cards. We tip on yeah. our cards. The money that you subscribe helps with uh, merch and yeah. and maybe like planning certain things. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that also, we also love whenever a listener sends us a story or recommends a bar or says you should reach out to this bartender. So please keep those coming so that we can um, continue making episodes for you. And you, we can go visit, you know, like your favorite bar and talk to your favorite bartender because that'd be really cool too. And if you have any haunted bars uh, that you want us to check out, please. Well, I hope that we're still doing this in 2023, October, um, because you did a great job with the, uh, national bars but mm. 2023 i'm i'm sensing some international oh boy okay yeah we could do that i mean drinking establishments have been around since you know human civilization started because you know life life is hard and alcohol can make it slightly more tolerable not saying <laughs> not saying you should drink whenever you're not feeling like when life gets you down but you know just as a rule of thumb I mean, ancient Greece, ancient Egypt, all of the Middle Ages, all of it. I agree. I agree. Okay. Alex, thank you for again for these stories. This is really fun. Well, thank you for listening, John. I will always thank you, to listeners, you for listening to and us for the past. All. How long have we been doing this? Three years. We started in 2020, so we're going on three years. Going on three years. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. So see you in 2023.